Hello, Is It Safe Potters? Is It Safe Talk Show? Oh my god, we're called the Is It Safe Talk Show. We have not been saying that enough lately. What the hell happened to us? Anyways, just want to let you know that my audio got reset in terms of all my settings on StreamYard. So the music fades in and out. It sounds all tinty and garbo. I don't know what the hell happened. Other than to say StreamYard reset my settings before the show. And since I woke up and did the show right away, I just assumed they were in order. But they, in fact, were not in order. So it might not be as noticeable to some of you. It'll be more noticeable to others of you who are attuned to these types of things. Clearly, it annoys the hell out of me. I'm a pissed about it. I think I just said I'm a pissed about it. Anyways, enjoy the show. It's me, Luke, and Scott. Life goes on. It's not a huge deal. Try to get the audio right next week. Cheers! You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contacts code names are... Luke. And I get told all the time that I've got a punchable face or that uh, people think I'm an asshole. Um, I've been told that probably 50 times. People, when they first see me, think I'm think I'm an asshole. Mike. I would have preferred a feature story on the first responders who are suffering from a myriad of cancers at the towers and what we're going to do about it. I could have gone for a Where Are They Now segment about families and survivors. It also wouldn't be too bad to do a real fucking... Yoshi, shut the fuck up! And Scott. I guess I was like, <laughs> sort of, I, I loved Bart Simpson in, in, in a like sapiosexual <laughs> way. I kind of liked uh, Lisa by extension, you know. She played the saxophone, she was intelligent. That was kind of hot, you know. Are you looking for a house? Contact is it safepod at gmail.com. We're happy to help. Our realtor team is first rate. We have all the amenities you'll ever need. We do the finest open houses with the freshest cookies. Nobody tops. Is it safe realty? Right, Scott? Yeah, I'm in the market. The finest houses. What can you boys do? Can you find me a house for $265,000? Take it as you will. Rad-ass basement with with a fucked up. Uh, yeah. You know, a couple people that think to themselves, when we watch a lot of HDTV, let's just fix up the kitchen. And they, <laughs> that backsplash that everyone likes, no one likes that fucking backsplash. Oh my God, that same, that same ugly ass, that ugly ass backsplash you know, they put on that, fucking everything. That backsplash. I'm going to start a, I'm like gonna the little glass tile. It's a little glass tile. Backsplash. Yeah. Oh, and they're, oh, yeah. They're fucking horizontal. Anyway, mm. if anyone's got That's a house, mild, if anyone's got a house for 250 that is in a my, fucking embarrassment. In my, maybe Detroit. Dude, it, I mean, if you're in, if you're in that bracket, God damn. All right. Good for you. Dog, you, you, you bought your house find. like, if I, no, no. You go out and you try to find a house for 225 that you actually want to live in in a neighborhood that you actually want to oh, live in. Oh, no, that's that's what I mean. Um, if But if you're able to get up to 250, 265 in this area, you can find something. But yeah, they're, yeah, no, they're insane. This, this house, this house um, was only was 130,000. And yeah, it makes me want to comment. But it it was a it was a fixer uh, upper. This is Dave. Today. This is our house, man. It's what you're looking for. But yeah, oh, it is David Crosby, oddly enough. So that's just total coincidence. I honestly wasn't thinking about that until it started playing. <laughs> rest yeah, in power. If you want to buy a house for one thirty, that's livable. Rest in peace, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, it is going down though, man. Look, this could be you. Very, 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 very fine. Three hundred thousand dollar house. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, for a super hyper, hyper local question. What, what area are you guys uh, thinking about living in? Dude, I'll live yeah. in, I'll live in Trump territory if I get the house that I want. I don't, gotcha. I don't give a shit. Have you really just I'll filtered in- it? It truly doesn't matter where you are. It's just filtered by the price. I mean. Uh, Detroit, Ferndale, Oak Park, Southfield. Oh, so you just lied then. You're not going to Trump territory. I well, would. 
Dude, I oh. would, I'd fucking, I'd skip it. I'd, I'd leave it. I've been wanting to leave the state for uh, 15 oh, yeah. years. Yeah. You said this that's before. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, my, that's my thing. Everyone's sick of hearing it. So I never talk about it anymore because yeah, I'm sick. Everyone's of it. like, yeah, for sure. So I'm not going to talk about <laughs> leaving the state. I'm not going to leave the state. It makes I'm not going to write that. the next great American novel. I'm not going to live in a fucking <laughs> nice house. I just every everything's foobar. Well, Stephanie might make the show notes this week, then. That's interesting. Yeah. No, she'd love it. Stephanie loves the show notes. Yes. I know she does. That's why I thought. She doesn't listen to the pod. She just reads the fucking show notes. I know. That's that's why it's disappointing. So people like that area, and you're not going to find a price you want to find. And you know that. I don't need to tell you anything here. I have never owned a home. I'm 42 years old. I don't think I'll ever own a home. In fact, I used to tell Leanne that. I'm like, yeah. Oh, look how nice that house is. I'll never have that. (laughs) <laughs> we drive by she gets so pissed like come on why are we yeah. together I'll no she never, never she would never that. say that she actually she never said that part but well, that, she like, wouldn't. that house that looks reasonable you find out you're like oh let's let's look into that shit and then it's 330 and you're like exactly what three hundred thirty thousand dollars? I don't even know how to fucking wrap my mind around three wow dude thirty thousand dollars Dude, one of the houses that we, the first house that we like looked at and we're like, oh, well, let's put in an offer. And we were all excited and like literally within, I don't know, a couple hours, that house already had like cash offers and then had like just cash out of pocket on top of the listing price because you can't finance past the listing pr- or you can't finance past what the inspector, um, or the appraiser will appraise it for. So yes. you can list it for 250, but if it's worth 180, you're only going to get a mortgage for 180. And uh-huh. then, but the seller wants, still wants that 250. So the only people that are you have buying to come houses, up with the, yeah, yeah, it comes up with you like, have to come up with the fucking 70 G dude. I can't 30 G's, 40 shit. G's on top. I'm going to yeah. put 70 G's yep. on the bills minus five and a half today. Let's go. Oh no, it's Cincy, dude. Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake uh, this time. It's Cincy this time. Yeah, it's in, Joe Burrow has ice water in his veins. He is the next Tom Brady, which is only to say that he is super clutch, doesn't get nervous in the most pressure packed situations that ever existed. I don't yeah, the Bills love Joe Burrow, but I just respect. Oh, fuck all that. Fuck all. Oh, come have, on. All right, here we go. Right, wait, I'm going to get fired now. They have like <laughs> pendants and shit that they're going to be fucking. No, no I'm just like, saying they're that be... was a while ago now. And let me clarify. That was, that was a I'm, long time ago. It was. Let me clarify what I mean by the fuck all that. I. Damar Hamlin survived, and he's going to play football again, and it's going to be a great story, and people are always going to – he's never going to have to buy a drink ever again, you know, the shit like that. It's going to be great. His, his life should – he should have a charmed life as long as he doesn't have a heart attack or something like he did on the fucking football field, which is insane, but that's yeah. football, and people seem to forget that. And for a moment there, everybody wanted to turn it off and stop football for five minutes, but then people are like, oh, shit, wait, we got billions invested in this fucker. Let's go. Let's get back oh, on track. Yeah. And now it's a month later, and my point is – that they're in a divisional playoff game now. So all the stuff about DeMar Hamlin providing any sense of motivation for them or uh, oh, I was it doesn't the exist because Mike, it doesn't I was saying exist. the opposite. I was saying literally the opposite. They'd be sloppy because you can have the, the emotion is, is fine, you know, gives you an extra charge or whatever, but uh, that's where you make mistakes, you know, there might, yeah, there might be guys Play that are emotive heart, on the team head. still. Yeah. There's guys no, that are probably emotive and like, oh man, I'm always. They're really tight with Demar and they want him to be a part of things. And that's not my point here. I'm trying to clarify here because I'm, I'm coming off in a way. Luke, you know this feeling. You ever say something on the show and you're like, you know what? That didn't come out the way I wanted it to come out. <laughs> we can take time. Let's take time. We've got we've got 45. <sighs> take your time. I know what you're talking. I know what you're saying. I'm only playing the conspiracy theory card. Like when 9-11 happened, you should have just put the, you should have bet the fucking farm on the Patriots. Just America's <laughs> fucking team. It was, it was, I just think this year for the Bills, in the words of Nas, it was written. It was just, it's all, it's all um... fucking, and I don't subscribe to any of that shit. Hey, listen, you know, uh, the Bengals can cover. It's going to be like a 31. Oh, exactly. 31 30 game i'm gonna lose 70 grand you're gonna make <laughs> 70 grand and the bills are gonna move oh, on to the afc i got rolled yesterday so i spent a lot of 
guys. I, oh, did okay. you? I did. I did good yesterday. <laughs> good for you. I'm happy for you. I the, that dumbest backdoor cover ever. The fucking Jags kick a field goal with 30 seconds left in the game. 30. They're they're done. They're losing by 10. They're not going to win. They kick a field goal, which gives them the cover. That's it. I've never seen that before. You go for the touchdown. You need at least seven yes. points. I've yeah, never seen that. <laughs> that, that shit helped insane. me because I bet that shit live, and I had the uh, the Chiefs minus three and a half. Dude, that oh, just means like, dude, do not score a touchdown. The original number was minus nine and a half, so that fucked everybody who had the Chiefs. And for real, it was bizarre. Well, that's coach has got money on the game, man. He knows what the spread was. Doug Peterson news. Yeah, he's like, well, at least we'll say we covered. I mean, no, I don't even know why he did that. Who knows? Hey, it'll feel character. We only lost by seven. No, he can't say that because it would be oh, insane. God, no, I, that would be amazing though if he said that like in a press conference. <laughs> like, hey, we covered. Hard hard fought game. I thought Trevor did well, but you know, in the end, we covered. <laughs> That's just, just playoffs. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I kidding me. No playoffs. Look, I the Bills. I'd love to see the Bills win the Super Bowl. I really would. I, like I just think Joe Burrow. If you look at the look at the way the Bills played last week, and not just that, look at the way they've played over the season. Even after the Demar Hamlin thing happened, they've been playing inconsistent, making turnovers. Josh Allen is not right this year, and Joe Burrow is just a better quarterback in the end because he's more clutch. So I just think Burrow will make one more play than Allen. It'll be very tight. Uh, by the time you listen to this, though, the game will be over. So it's stupid. Yeah. It's just so superfluous to be talking about this right now <laughs> on a recorded podcast my point being is that tomorrow Hamlin, i hope you have a great life and i hope that you take all those millions that people gave your charity and do a lot of good with it that's what matters to me just think about the difference between professional football players and their motivations they get paid they're pros they got to do what they got to do and they're going to play and the only rallying point that can happen is when a coach or a community try to bring everyone together to try to rally around someone like tomorrow which i'm i know they have but i just don't know how much it matters once the T's and P's, yeah. Off. The fucking T's and P's oh, go by yeah. the wayside T- when it actually... All right, let's... I mean, T's and P's is like... For me, T's and P's <laughs> is like you and celebrity deaths, John. It's just... Oh. I mean, you probably feel... Everybody on this show probably is like, T's and P's are ridiculous because they're so empty. They're usually associated with giant murderous events with a gun, which are they're just so pointless. So pointless. Everyone, what percentage of people you actually think were actually got down on their fucking knees and prayed for Damar Hamlin at their <laughs> bedside? I'm praying uh, for you, Damar. No, you're not. You're ordering Dominoes and and watching Netflix. Oh no, you, you put out a quick tweet like I do. I pray for you, and then you're right. Then he orders the Dominoes and watching Netflix. But you can pray, so you can pray anywhere, right? Like you can pray while you're taking a dump. Like you can take a shit <laughs> and actually think to yourself, like. You could. Uh, Tomorrow, I hope I pray I hope every day. Well. I hope you're well tomorrow. When I take yes. a shit, as for I, I thought, I, as I, I know, this, there are I no limits. Well. <laughs> there are no limits to the uh, praying ethereal landscape. You can be praying anywhere in this physical world, and it goes beyond us. That's what I've been taught, or at least uh, learned when I went to St. Michael's Catholic School when I was a young lad. Anyways, John, we wish you the best on your house hunt, and reason will prevail. But maybe reason won't prevail, and maybe you'll just be, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong renting, folks. I'm a renter. I'm a proud renter, and I always will be. Dude, what, live, living in New York City. Oh, wait a minute. I, wait. I will sell this house today. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got something to say here. Oh, yeah, I like that little marimba or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Very, very signature of American Beauty. That movie, that movie holds up like a motherfucker. Mm. Um, not really. Can't remember. We did it on the show on Cinema Nine a while back. I can't remember what I came up with. I think I probably said yes. I came up with I yes. Will sell this house today. Only oh, mainly because of her. Her performance is the net betting is killer in that movie. She might be one of the best parts of the whole thing. The real estate king, fucking the real estate king. Welcome. <laughs> it's just to your Majesty. It's such a perfect movie for its time though it's basically you know it's it's basically like look at how bad everything is for for me as a as a fucking i don't oh, know boomer well, well to do like midlife crisis yeah. boomer wow, it's a midlife right. crisis boomer yeah. it's like but it that shit wouldn't that wouldn't fly now i mean it would probably fly because there's still a lot of fucking boomers out there who would watch it but uh i i loved it when i first saw it I oh fucking, yeah i really dislike it now but that's right. So I, I don't. I don't think it holds up. I think it's like a solid piece of filmmaking, and there's some 
there's some good comedy in it. Annette Betting is just she is great. She is absolutely yeah. like she's so dynamic, you know. She's the best part of that movie. It's but, a beautiful representation of boomer life in that moment of 23 yeah, 24 years ago suppressed and, uh homoeroticism and uh yeah all that know, shit the, the relationship to violence some of it's even a little outdated but, like it's 1999 when that movie came out and some of that oh, it's like, very was, outdated it was more like it belonged in a, in a few decades prior with especially yes. with the guys next door with ricky fitz's dad watching the fucking gipper it's yes. like, all right come on i mean i know maybe somebody did that in 1999 but no, nope, I a think a lot older he, than Chris Cooper's character was. No, they point. it it would have played better as a period piece uh set in like 1981 with Ooh. um and then it would have had more leverage uh for satire. It would have actually been able to to be Scott, the satire. You got to have that, that leverage for satire. It's crucial. Well, if you don't have that it would have been the satire. It would have been the satire I think <laughs> Sam Mendes thought it was supposed to be. You know, but I don't think Sam Mendes thinks that way because he's, he's a fucking boomer fucking boomers fuck boomers i mean every time the word comes up we're gonna play this on the show so <laughs> fuck I, boomers. I didn't think <laughs> i didn't boomers think about it <laughs> i didn't think about fuck it. my parents i love my parents if you, you guys fuck never listen to the show though. this is the one show neither one of my parents ever listened to i will say that <laughs> fuck, fuck boomers. it sounds really harsh when you hear it like that in a recording but i do fuck boomers fuck my parents fuck all you boomers hope y'all die oh <laughs> wow that is just oh my that's, god that's cutting that, that might get me written out of a will or two <laughs> a will or two i'm gonna have to i'm gonna delete that now thanks eric uh, shout out to eric allen eric do you still listen to the show we haven't heard from you in forever i hope you're doing well uh yeah, venmo scott five dollars if you're alive there you go. I will Venmo you $5. Exactly. If you text me at 734-818-0978. There you go. We got a bunch of emails we should get to here. I love emails. We love when you guys join yeah. in and you're a part of the show. Is it safe pot at gmail.com is how you can do that. Actually, I talked to Eric. I actually saw him like a week ago, so I know he's alive. And... uh he is doing very well. So, Eric, we miss you, buddy. We miss everybody out there. If you haven't written the show in a while, come on in. Make it a party routine. Our uh, current rotating co-host at times, when we can't do a show on the weekend, Steve Guile wrote in. Shout out to Steve, who had a lot of fun with us on our last show. Uh, Steve oh, yeah. said, usually this George Collier shit contains flattering stage directions for every tempo change notification is a subtle dig. Uh, I don't know. This is a crazy drum solo we shared. Okay, well, that doesn't really play for us because I can't play that right now. Well, shit, I should have. He sends like a billion emails with all these dumb faces and videos. Oh, my God. I know. I, know. <laughs> I didn't. I should have looked at this pre-show. Steve, thank you for emailing the show. We love you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, here's more of it. Oh, my God. I, Jenna McClone looks super happy to drop cheek on a sanitized stainless steel toilet. Jersey Mike's commercial? Who knows? Maybe you will become an owner like I did. Dry heaves, full-on wretch. Dry heaves. Oh, God, I think I have it under control. It's a Jersey Mike commercial. Wow, this is fascinating. We did talk about Jersey Mike versus Penn Station versus Subway, etc. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> John is, Scott, would you like to weigh in on your favorite <laughs> shithole uh, sub place? I regret, I regret missing that. that content. <laughs> uh, I always... We That's actually, pretty mild, eh? Uh, Stephanie and I have a tradition where when we come back from a vacation, we get a veggie sub from Subway. So I guess I'd have to say Subway. Really? Yeah, it's stupid. It's just a stupid, you have to have stupid traditions. I don't know. That's, it's our version of faith. You know, it's our Zach version. Zach Morris of... is trash. <laughs> hmm. I okay. So I suppose Subway, I don't know, Penn State. Who the fuck has walked into a Penn Station? Oh, no, it's been a long time. Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) It was a daily reference. Talk to me. Give me breakdown. Firehouse subs versus tubbies. Go. God. (laughs) Quiznos. When's the last time you were in a Quiznos? Like 88? Is Quiznos still around? I don't think I've seen a a Quiznos. Uh, I went to a Quiznos once, and I'll never go there again. I'm more offended. Give me all your thoughts on you right now. Bellasinos, grinders. 
Oh, yeah, not great. Debella's is a staple, and I don't get to go there very much. The one in Ann Arbor is temporarily closed because they're remodeling, and I don't know if the other one over in uh, like what is that? Oh, Beverly Hills, or well, there's one in Troy. There's one in Troy. Troy uh, is that? Tele- yeah. It's at, uh, well, there's two. There's one in there's one at Telegraph, <laughs> and then there's one there's one in Troy, and there's one in Beverly Hills. Yeah, you're right. There is one. Oh, over okay. There. So there is one. Like, don't yeah, do yeah. things that you're criticizing other people for doing. Good point. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Matt. Yep, I saw Hope that boy doing well, last buddy. night. We, we, yeah, we tied one oh, out nice. last night. Oh, you nice. did? Yeah, it was good. Oh, that's great. Shout out, did Matt. You guys... Yeah, shout out to Matt. Did you guys... Uh... We want cheap shit. Did you guys do the cheap shit or was it the good stuff? No, we had the good shit last night, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, Matt yeah. can go either way. He's very versatile in that way. He can go any direction. Well, actually, you know what? Sure. We had cheap shit in an expensive environment. And we had very, very expensive, very expensive conversations in a very expensive place. But we were drinking cheap. Just like everything in life, making a decision. We made the decision. You just got to make a fucking decision and move on. You can get the $17 cocktail or you can get the $5 Boilermaker with Old Forester and a black label. Ugh, I want God, that. that fucking brutal, man. <laughs> I, I knew Mike. That I just saw Mike's face. <laughs> it just crunched up. Oh. It sounds awful to me. Oh man, it sounds terrible. So good. It was uh, good. Uh, though, old Forester, solid man. I love Old Forester. Yeah, and I I like almost stopped drinking for forty eight hours this week. It, you know, it was oh. really good. So I felt like almost I could go. For you, I know, dude. Can you imagine? No. Uh, are you still Are you still working? By the way, are you working, man? Yeah. Sucks. And it still fucking <laughs> that was <blows>. rhetorical. <laughs> still fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> well, you look, let like me working man. Yeah, you do. I just never, even in my most active drinking days, boilermakers never sounded good to me, and they were not all the rage. They were never cool in any moment nope. when I was drinking, even in my thirties. So, if that's, no, that's trendy a, right now, what the fuck ever? It's just a shot in a It's beer, a fucking. Right? It's, it's a, a stupid fucking mining fucking town thing. Pretentious way to say, give me a whiskey and a cheap ass beer. You know, okay, you know what the, you know. the pretension, the pretension at the base of that is that, uh, you know, it is some kind of weird co-optation of just like pure fucking working class uh, valor. You know, it's like, give me a Boilermaker. And it's like, bitch, you're wearing fucking selvage jeans and red wings. <laughs> and you get- we lose Luke. Did he go away? I'm still here. Can you hear me? You could talk over the music. That was just, it was just a little intro music to your lovely story. Oh, was that the end oh, of your commentary? Oh. oh, that was that was the end of the commentary. Oh, no, please minute. stop. No, yeah, that's great. You, you're so succinct today. I'm very impressed, Luke. I got to say. Well done. <laughs> very impressive. That's a tribute. That is a compliment. That is really a compliment. It's oh, not good. A backhand. It's good. Like, I've, been, I've been working on that. Um, good. You had yeah. Succinctness. Yeah, well, because I listen back to the episodes, and, like, I annoy me more than anybody. So I'm just like, <laughs> oh. I, see him. I mean, uh, this is uh, the only drinking song I can think of right at the moment. So. It's a good one. It's not really relevant to Boilermakers. No, this is not. Dude, this is like, this is just like middle class kids going fucking ape shit in like a suburban neighborhood. That's true. I'm not saying I have to be here it comes. Here it comes. Here comes the chorus. Oh, oh, All right, the beer goggles. Yeah, what a twenty-two-year-old uh, dipshits writing the dumbest shit ever. Actually, Joey Cape is a very eloquent lyricist and one of the more. Yes. advanced lyricist of the new school skate punk generation actually absolutely know it all is fucking great oh, my god oh see look this is where luke could contribute too that's right because he knows this all, part. all of all of double platinum is amazing Whoa, wow. we're yeah. getting rare music Whoa. commentary from a man himself how about this oh my god right. <laughs> yeah brad give me all your thoughts on alien eight from <laughs> double platinum <laughs> let's let's uh, go through no, alien eight is isn't alien Ooh, from choke. Straight ahead? no choke we're not playing no, choke that's... Moratorium on that fucking song because oh why Becky 
empty yes. like we used yeah. to play that with headphones on and like self-loathe in the world oh she's a, uh, um, she was a girl she, from high school and she would like turn it into this whole thing with choke and headphones choke is my song and i'm in so much pain we oh, did man. a um we did so when i was really teacher like I, so you had to do like a teacher assistant type thing like or i did in senior year so i would pop into random that was like my fuck off hours like the last two hours of the day i would just hang out with the teacher and like i would take attendance and that kind of shit and we had a we had a day where you had to write a verse to one of your favorite songs huh. so you you were writing like the last verse of one of your favorite songs uh that was a hilarious day um bumpy definitely did choke and she oh, wrote, are you shitting me? Oh my god! See, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm just nailed that. We did not rehearse this, folks, pre-show. So there you go. I got to do that, Miss Smith's uh, school junior year. We got to like, hey, pick a song. We, I used to think it was the most exciting thing ever because we get to pick a song, any song we wanted, and we could do a presentation on the whole song. I'm like, oh my god, this is my teenage moment. I'm 16. Yes, I got a lot to say, and I'm listening to the most cutting edge shit. So you were though. I definitely took advantage of that presentation with Miss Smith's class. Who actually uh Miss Smith, shout out to you. Hope you're doing well. If you ever listen to the show, Miss Smith, look, we made it. We're doing radio or podcasting. Sorry. She was always into that stuff. So, so what song those, did you choose? Hope those bags are killing it. Oh, that's a great point. 16-year-old Mike. What song did he choose? This is barely 16. I might have been 15, actually. Close in between 15 and 16. Feeling I will I, say that. I'm 15. No, she was a freshman English teacher. So I put five dollars on propaganda plus three hundred. Oh, oh man, God. I wish That's I was that. One. I wish I was cooler than that, but unfortunately, Propaganda uh, was a little later. I us, stand but. by the song; it's an enjoyable song, but it wasn't as cool. This is the song I chose. Yeah, it's good stick work there. That is sticky. <laughs> <laughs> You still playing drums, Mike? Oh boy, that's a tough one. That's tough. That's a tough story, folks. Oh. Uh, does anyone know this song though? Not. Do uh, you know the song? The title of the song. I don't know the title of the song. Pulley though. No, it's not pulley. It's no. Is it ten foot pole? Ten foot pole. It is not ten foot pole. These are good guesses. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There you go. That'll give it away. Oh, that's uh. Face to face, yep. baby. Yeah. I, I don't know why that was like. I just had like a mental block there for a second. It's face to face off their self-title. Oh yeah, the red, the one, the red, kind of the burgundy one. No, no, that's the first one. Don't turn away. This is the one with the man. He looking himself in the mirror. The guy with the face. Oh, in the 97, and then uh, no, 95, big... 95. I'm sorry, I keep correcting you, but I know everything about this because I presented really? about it. And I loved it. So it was 1995. Ish. Well, well, I thought Big we're... Choice came out in 95. Oh, Shit, okay. we're having a pissing contest. <laughs> It might have been 96. Was okay. 93 or 94. Big Choice was 95 and maybe self-titled 96? 96 or 7. Okay, so we're both wrong. Definitely not 97, though. Yeah, it's 96. They came right back the next year with another album. So we were both wrong. Yay! Yes! Woo! That's the best way to be when everyone's wrong. I love yeah, that. Yeah, Makes me feel good. When did this come out, Mike? 96. This came out in 96. 96. Okay, so you and were 16. We went, I was still 15 when it came out. I'd be 16 later in the year. Gotcha. Because yep. we went... Yep. Then we went to, uh, the, I've, said, I've said this before on the show, my first concert was face-to-face -face with Bouncing Souls at St. Andrews, and my uh, cousin in, what I don't know what he was, some guy, some weird guy who was related to my my stepfather from his previous marriage, so how do you <laughs> label that? Hey, this is my ex-stepson, no and now we're in a new marriage here. Step I don't cousin? know. He, is he a stepcousin? Is he a step I could, could not imagine. He liked DiBiase so much. That he, he did. wanted to hang out with him after he divorced his mom. I could never imagine that. I could never imagine that. But that's a side note. This came out in '96, and we oh went to the show God. where he was a limo driver, and he took all of this down oh, that's to right. St. Andrews. And the I limo. wasn't there, at a, but I completely yeah. remember that story. Uh, yeah, I don't know was... how most people got approval for that. Like, hey, we're gonna take a limo down to St. Andrews. Is that cool? It was like a weeknight too. It was not. Yeah, a, like it was some... not a weekend. By some like random relative that's a limo driver, like can yeah. you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, I, I could never imagine Kristen approving some shit like that. Like, yeah, go ahead. Um, what what does this guy do? Oh, uh, 
he he's an investor in a in a cannabis farm and uh he he's a limo driver yeah uh, go ahead take take all the kids take all the kids <laughs> this guy's anyway, a millionaire by the way because he fucking shit, invested bro. in cannabis i don't mean to derail the conversation but you're gonna have a kid in like fucking four minutes yeah yeah less, let's just leave that there weeks. Okay. Hey, yeah. Okay. Mike, we'll Mike doesn't. There. Mike doesn't want to face this right now. Uh, but we will. We will figure out. We'll figure. We'll figure. Are this you kidding out. me? I don't want to face this. I can't believe you'd even say that. I'm good with it. I mean, I'm ready be for it. Better. you the. You're the I'll, take, you. I'll take the rap for you. I'll take the rap for you. Well, you're the one that's. You're right. I don't uh, want you, you're worried. You're like, nope. You're gonna have a kid. I don't know if we're gonna keep this show going. I'm like, well, fuck. We're gonna keep this fucking show going. I'm gonna have a lot of downtime. I'm gonna have four fucking weeks off. By the way, I'm gonna have a whole month off. Ooh, we'll figure it out. Eternity. Yeah. I don't know. Well, and then well, I get on, um, I get another month later too. Work in the tech world, guys. You don't Work fucking deserve it. You need to get up and clock in. You. I don't deserve shit. Yeah, you fucking. Oh, loser. just because you had a fucking kid, you fucking. Dope. I deserve nothing. I I am Look, fully aware of that fact. Let, <laughs> no, you this do. so that was you, you deserve. You actually do deserve fucking. Yeah, three there, months off. There's plenty of self awareness yeah. on this show. I'll tell you this: that album was the pinnacle of face to face's mainstream success they actually had a big year that year with this dumbass song which made it in mortal Kombat as a remix i hated this uh, i mean it's a remix this yeah no uh oh god damn it i just had it lined up it's oh yeah this stupid song i don't like this song anymore now because it got ruined that's punk rock you know you go oh fuck that turn it off yeah song rips yeah this was their uh this is as high of a possible mainstream spread of beyond disconnected maybe which they like did like eight times in a row they did disconnected like three different albums recovered it but this was uh this was their big hit in 1996 excuse me i rarely get those album years well, wrong you don't, i pride okay, myself so on you that. Don't, all right you don't like this song not anymore because it got it got associated in a way in my lifetime maybe i'll like it again maybe i'll hear it let me hear this Sound pretty good. <laughs> hey, I I love um actually don't know the lead singer's voice, but or uh, name, but I love Trevor his Keith. fucking voice, man. I I've just always loved his voice. He just sounds like a he just sounds like a like a dude that just started singing karaoke or something, and but he could he could play me uh machines. He guitar too. He's a guitar lead singer. <laughs> he could play machines. I don't know, man. He's just—he's got like a cool—he's got a cool voice. He's got like a really direct uh, delivery. I, I think I've always liked how like fucking punchy and direct they are. And oh, I was right, by the way. Disconnected is the number one most streamed song on their Spotify, doubling this one. Fifteen million streams for Disconnected. Eight point seven for I Won't Lie Down. is fantastic. Uh, and they have two hundred eighty-seven thousand monthly listeners. Two hundred eighty-seven thousand oh monthly listeners. Not bad. Well, that's solid hold on. for a punk type band. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump in, but excuse me. Let's go. Let's go back to the. Uh, let's go back to the day that I was doing teacher assistant work. Uh, one of our one of our good friends, fucking didn't do the assignment. Did not like pick a song and write a third verse or whatever. And he he literally took somebody else's song, and it was a uh, butterfly by like fucking mariah carey it's some fucking mariah just ridiculous mariah carey song and so she did she did the mariah carey song and then like five people later he did the exact same song and it was so fucking obvious he was like what did you do? that is the worst way to cheat that is like <laughs> he was like yeah, what people are do? proud about being from anywhere yep <laughs> I just thought that shit was fucking hilarious. I always wanted to talk to him about it. I, I always forget when I see him, but man, that is just the funniest way to cheat ever. Just like, oh fuck, we're doing that today. What what did you do? And she's like, I did Mariah Carey Butterfly. <laughs> and he did this. <laughs> and he's a fucking jock. He is a massive jock. Of course he is. Because he can't he couldn't think for himself at the time, but it wasn't his fault. He's just caught up in a system that he didn't understand. I was hilarious. His senior year, so like it didn't even matter. Oh, and, right. See, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the teacher, remember Mr. Scheib? Of course. Uh, well, we've talked yeah. about Mr. Scheib on the show before. He's a fine. Here we go. Hey, check this out real quick, by the way. This is what okay. ruined it for me. 
Mortal Kombat. Got the movie, the original. The song was remixed for it. And they allowed it to happen, which anybody would because we want money. That was in the original Ooh. Mortal Kombat movie? Yes, yes, yes. What the fuck? I I watched that not too long ago. I'm not kidding. But with, within the last couple of years, it's like, because I wanted to see, I just had to see it again. I was just like, what a oh, weird relic man. of the time. When did this shit come out? Yeah, this is like face-to-face. It's like a like lifeless Nine Inch Nails fucking remix or some shit. <laughs> That's funny. What fucking context? Oh, oh yeah, this, this is what happened. Dude, that movie, that movie is basically like, um, it's like paper mache if you used, you know, every fucking resource in your house and you just like slapped everything together. That oh, movie yeah. is so fucking insane and scattershot and ridiculous. It has no, it has nothing to it. There's nothing to it. New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema's finest. Anyways, that's right that movie actually. Up, right? The movie actually came out in 95, so they got, like, pre-access to that song to remix it as the album came out in 96. And, boy, that's what ruined it for me, folks. So when I was young, met a 15-, 16-year-old kid who's into punk rock at his height. Oh, fuck that, dude. A remix and a movie? Fuck that, dude. No way. That's not happening. So you can understand, uh, you know, how stupid that thinking was and, Maybe it would ruin the song for you guys. You weren't there in the moment, though. How can I ever know? Don't you know, you soften. can't have that. Don't soften, Mike. Don't soften your punk rock <laughs> edge. Don't lose your edge, baby. <laughs> Check this out. Mortal Kombat trailer, the original. New Line Cinema presents in each of us. There burns the fury of a warrior. From <laughs> every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. Back in one second. We will decide the outcome of the tournament. Three strangers <laughs> will travel to the mystical realm of Outworld <laughs> to defend our people against Shang Tsung. Ooh. Take some. And his forces of darkness. I don't think I ever saw this shit. Tournament. I might have tried to watch it once because the video I was thinking the video game, but I love the game. Yeah. In our world. The movie is so stupid though. I do remember that. Oh, it has begun! I forgot about that. I gotta get that drop. It has begun! Oh yeah, that yeah, that track. Yeah. It's coming up. You're going to hear the... I wanted to say it. I'm going to hold back. Let the trailer say The fucking shotgun? Somebody had a shotgun. This is Mortal Kombat. I don't need to run. Yes! That was Classic. probably just necessary on the silver screen. Did you see that shit in theaters? Definitely not. Maybe? I don't remember. I don't, really don't remember doing that. I feel like I caught it on video after the fact because everybody <laughs> said it was a piece of shit. When did, the, when did that bullshit come out? It came out in 95. So. God, 95. What a, what a year. <sighs> you know, <laughs> yeah, that trailer was at the end. Was fine. I do remember all those. Like, beep, 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 beep. Every non-lyrical song from that era it sounds like uh, y'all ready for this yeah yeah that was like a y'all ready for this ripoff is what that sound was so they did a they they sent it up in 2021 they did another mortal Kombat. yeah they're back for more they're trying to you know by the way uh what's her face is in that movie the the biggest face i recall was uh the girl she was in billy madison the same year bridget wilson bridget is that her? The one who married Bridget Sampras now. She married Pete Sampras. She plays Billy's girlfriend. And then she plays Sonia Blade. Luke, did you have your headphones on for that? Do you hear all those intros of those names? Luke Kang. I can't even do it. I can't even get the Scorpion. I know them. The Scorpion. I know them well. Um, her name. 
she i had a massive crush on that girl for johnny kane <laughs> anyways we gotta get to these emails before we get out of here oh, uh, people, you know, i got up late and i totally ruined the day so well, that's me uh but i gotta yeah, say Bridget Wilson was her name. Thank you. Beautiful woman. Uh, she made her debut in 1993's Last Action Hero. She kicks some ass. She also gets slapped in the face, which, you know, that's a 90s movie for you. You know, I mean, if a woman is going to fight, is she allowed, this is a question. Is she allowed to get slapped in the face in a movie if she's fighting and kicking ass? Like, isn't that equality? Yeah. Or, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't even know, man. I, I get caught up in these things that I shouldn't even be talking about. I'm going to get fired over, and I know it. So I really have the best intentions. I'm just a curious being out here trying to understand the world. I don't have any nefarious intentions. Sorry about that. Gentlemen, Danny Bennett's here. And he's hey, got- Danny. Yeah, Danny. He titles his email. Number 92 with two exclamation points. Thank you. Yes, this is episode 92. We're on our march to 100. They said it couldn't be done, but we're close. Gentlemen, what are you watching? What are you listening to? Happy New Year and congrats on your Sean Rogers episode. <laughs> because he's 92? That's fucking hilarious. Sean Rogers. I remember he got an interception. Sean Rogers, a defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions in like the Millen days. He had one play. He intercepted a ball and he rumbled his gigantic body all the way down the field for oh, a is touchdown. That the one, incredible. Is that the one? The giant? Yes. Oh my god. He was like the follow-up to Jerry Ball. He was Hell the yes. Jerry uh, Ball. Yeah. Is there footage of that? Jerry oh, Ball's sure the one I is. remember. Absolutely, yeah, Jerry Ball's is. one I remember. But that is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. That oh, was fun. look at that. There's an awesome like 40 second clip of this. Yeah, <laughs> <pull that> up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So he was from Texas, I believe. He was a Texas draftee. If I had to guess, oh, who's got the best? Oh, there's multiple Sean Rogers touchdowns. There's a clip with multiple, by the way, but I'll play the one. There he goes. God, Dapper Dan still fucking. It's against Denver. What do you think about that, you little fuck? We, we've already seen him disrupt an entire Denver Bronco offense. Wow. They're plowing Denver. Now we see him. Yeah, they're up 30 to nothing when that play happens. And the fucking stadium's losing their minds. Wow. That was a moment in time. That was the same year. I'm certain that was the same year they started 6-2. and two, The 2007, I believe. The year before they went 0-16. 2007, they started six and two with Rod Marinelli, and I think that was like at the height of the moment right there, where everybody came in their pants, or they should have, because the orgasm should have happened then. It was all downhill for the rest of that season. They lost, like they went two and six, or yeah, the rest of the way. So they didn't even make the playoffs. Oh, good call, Danny. Nice Sean Rogers tribute. That was fun. I did not expect to talk about Sean Rogers. On today's show. Oh, wow, so hold on. dude. All right, but what we've been watching lately, we all watched the menu, did we not? Oh, yeah. shoot. I got to say real quick before we talk about the menu, I have been watching a ton of Family Guy, and it's great to be back. It's been a while. I've been working my way ass to try to catch up to their current point in time. And I had to start all the way back. It's like season 14 or 15, so yeah. I've been just pounding. I've Pound watched like 85 episodes over the last month. Easy. I've just been, those things just, <laughs> they just fly. They yeah, just take off. Just They're just like an assembly line of endless episodes. And I'm just sitting there playing video games. Just like, yep, yep. Next one. Fuck okay. Yeah, yep. Oh, here we are. Cool wow. ranch Doritos. Every episode is a cool ranch Dorito. <laughs> yes. It's absolutely true. It's, it's still funny. It's hilarious. I just love the setup. I always will because they're dumb jokes. They can go in any different direction and it can make me laugh. And I like randomness. So family guy, you still got it. Good job, guys. Anyways. Yes. I watched the menu over the weekend, but you two had already seen it, right? Scott, you saw it. No, I I just saw it. Uh, whatever the fucking day you saw it or some shit. I, I, I watched this movie five days ago. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. It All was right, just so a coincidence. If you don't want to hear about the menu. If you don't want to hear about the menu, fast forward, blah, 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 three, two, one. So, Scott, 
Tell us about the menu. What was your initial thoughts? Uh, you know, some of the shit was heavy handed, but ultimately I loved it. I thought it did a good job of touching on like class and expectation. And, uh, for someone who's worked in the service industry for quite a while, it's jarring. It, a lot of the shit <laughs> seems very over the top and dramatized, but it actually is like that when you work in a fine dining restaurant. Mm-hmm. Fucking chefs clap, and it's very, uh, you know, true believer shit. It's like a, it's culty. Uh, I like the dude. He was a wiener, but he played the wiener, the role of the wiener, really well. Like, oh no, Nicholas chef. Hout? Yeah, chef is just. Oh my god, oh my god is his his attention to detail. <laughs> uh, no, I think it he takes, was so damn good, man. Dude, I he was absolutely perfect. And home and home girl's great too. She plays a role to perfection. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is that her name? I believe yeah, Queen so. Queen's Anya Gambit. Taylor-Joy. Yeah. The resolution, yep. Yep. the resolution is great. I, I thought all around it was awesome. I loved how it was done in the style of just every serious cooking show. It was like course four, you know, chefs, chefs intestines or whatever the fuck the scene where <laughs> dude like blows. Yeah. Off. It's, it's great. It's very performative. Oh, the mess, um, the mess, the mess. Yes, the mess. <laughs> Not to yes, mention the s'more at the end, obviously. But no, I thought it was good. My my. uh my rating Just a was, cheeseburger. Was, was a high seven, high seven to eight. I thought. Yeah. Ooh. For me, is rare. That's okay. rare, rare getting to eight territory. So. Yeah, I think that. Wow. That is, um, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. No, it's, it Go was. Ahead, it, I. So there's something about these movies. I mean, there's there's definitely. Definitely like a. There, there's a cadence and there's like a grammar to these uh, types of films, you know, like Ready or Not is another one. Uh, we talked we talked about a handful of these as, as we go, but. I man. am a false prophet. <laughs> so there are things there are things that like I I would want to see different on like a filmmaker level, but like just on a text level, I thought. I really liked it. I just really loved. Uh, I really loved like how overt the uh, the class critique is, and it's pretty blunt. I mean, this is that's a very blunt oh, fucking it's story. Pretty blunt. It's just blunt. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. The tortilla blunt. scene is probably the tortilla course is the best course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fucking yeah, hilarious. It, yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah, no, Nicholas Holt that fucking was hilarious, man. As like a fucking perfect. <laughs> foodie dipshit that doesn't that no matter how much abuse is served to him he fucking laps it up he just loves it he loves being fucking like treated like a piece of garbage that he is and he just he is and then he just turns that around on like the on the poor woman that he's hired to join him for this evening he just turns it around on her like no you don't understand you just don't understand what do you say you talk like a fucking child ah yeah Yeah, can't smoke like a child can't smoke cigs before a fucking fifteen hundred dollar meal yeah your your palate is ruined your palate is ruined but that's that's such an awesome portrayal of a lot of foodie fucking wiener heads oh hell yeah it's to the t no, the authentic- it's, it's, authenticity it's, yeah, is off the charts. Distilled. It's a distilled personality. It's fucking un- it's it unbelievable. He, do- he does that part so well. He actually, yeah, he he is the movie. It's the, that relationship between him and I mean, Anya, Joy, Anya, Anya Joy Taylor. What was his name? Anya, yeah. Anya, Joy, Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Jesus Christ. And she always Anyhow. does the same movie where, like, she's the last one to survive a fucking absolute travesty, like in the fucking movie with uh, what's his face. And, the, you know, oh my God, we're all going to die. And then she lives. Split. Actually, that's just two movies. That's only two movies. Oh, three. About See, exactly. Three movies. Split, this film, and uh, the Northman's movie she did, you know, where it's. Oh, in the- I didn't see that one. And she, she ends up surviving. Uh, she ends up surviving in Queen's Gambit too. 
actually. That's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that. I have not seen Queen's Gambit. Yeah, uh, she survived the KGB. Witch. The witch. <laughs> the witch is what I was thinking of. Oh, 2016's the, the, the witch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. The Northman's dude. Norgus. Or uh, Roigers. Roy- isn't that, isn't that her like uh, flesh? That's like her flesh movie, The Northman. She gets, she gets, she gets kind of fleshy in that one. Well, if you want to reduce it down to such a simple minded yeah, statement, this is MrSkin.com, the review. <laughs> Look, uh, by the yeah, way, good. her eyes, good her, she freaks me out. She's a great actress, but her eyes freak me out. They're like so gigantic. Wide set, and, yeah, well, super wide. Yeah, set. it's like, whoa, it's like, where'd you come from? She's a I hate fantastic that. actress, though. I love her work in this movie. Yeah. She has to play a part that is the go between between these two worlds. And also, by the way, the woman who plays Elsa, like his the chef slash right hand man, possibly banging oh, her. Oh, the maitre d' uh, woman. Oh, she is so fucking good. And by the way, I didn't know her. (laughs) What the fuck are these? Those are tortillas. She is so fucking good. Yeah. Fuck those douchebags. I love this movie because it lets me know that there's other people out there in the world who realize how fucked up our society and country is and that is so out of whack and that greed and narcissism has absolutely just dominated our landscape. It's so refreshing to see that. I want more of it. I want more of it. I got so many things to say here suddenly because I was thinking about this and its relationship to the Glass Onion. Both these movies take place on an island, and I didn't realize this until I put it out there on Twitter the other day that it's great that these movies are being made, but they have similarities in a lot of different ways, and they're both taking place on an island where a boat has to be the only way to get off the island. And then I realized that COVID had a lot to do with both these shoots, and I'm like, okay, well... I guess that makes more sense because if they're trying to make a movie during COVID, they got to fit it into the storyline to like isolate themselves. So I, so I gave a little bit more of a pass, but I found that connection mildly annoying because both the glass onion and the menu have similarities with uh, class warfare. And again, Mm -hmm. social, the social order and narcissism and greed and all these things that we're talking about in both these films. And that's why I like both movies, but I like the menu way more than I like glass. Onion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Glass Onion is so much more about uh, like liberal fantasies and uh, the 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 menu is is more is way more about just kind of like a working class fantasy. (laughs) Like, let's let this shit fucking burn to the fucking ground. Whereas like Glass Onion is like, all right, burns to the ground. But basically we can still salvage, you know, these fucking liberal ideas. So there there is a a false prophet. Yeah, I mean, there is a distance between the two. Oh, and, let me finish my point about Elsa. Yeah, That's what I want to say. I'm sorry. So yeah. I, the only movie I ever remembered her, the actress who plays Elsa, was in Downsizing. Did either one of you guys see Downsizing? Mm-mm. Alexander Payne's 2017 movie. It just seemed, it, it seemed a little, it just seemed a little too on the, on the nose. Uh, so I just kind of avoided it. Is it any good? What does that mean? What does that mean, on the nose? As, as in its um, text versus subtext, you know that that's the difference between like Glass Onion and and uh, the menu, for instance. The menu is it's full of subtext, and when that subtext becomes text, I mean, it becomes a little bit less, a um, little bit less intriguing. I mean, it's I think it becomes a little more childish in that way. Um, so that's kind of what I thought when I saw downsizing. I was like, "All right, this is a very overt, um, dark comedy about very obvious things that are happening uh, that we're getting from your, I guess, Harvard e- e- economists. You know, like your Larry Summers types and all that. Like, oh my gosh, it's uh, this this economic." this economic downturn or this this thing is is causing a particular it's, it's literally a new york times uh version of a script and that's that's what i, I thought that's what yeah, i thought i'd strongly so recommend I you watch it because I, I think you're off base on that so I, I, okay that's why okay I just, it's okay to it. be off base recommend I, it to both you guys no, it's I, fine to be off base that's why i would recommend I downsizing it. to both you guys and i would I mean, love to get your feedback on it christoph waltz is in that's my that's my guy love that that's dude. good start He's, that's yeah, a good start. He's Kristen Wiig's in it too. Kristen Wiig can't go wrong. So, but it's more about the overall story. It's in the point I bring it up here is Hong Chow who plays Elsa in the menu. That's the first mm-hmm. time I saw her, and she plays a Vietnamese dissident in Downsizing, and her accent with broken English as a refugee was incredible. I'm, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know her. I didn't know Hong Chow outside anything, so I, I didn't know how she talked in real life. 
So then I saw her in this movie. I was like, holy shit, she's a fucking great actress. Because I was so used to downsizing, which I've seen a few times. Well done, Hong Kong. Oh, you're an incredible she in, actress. She's in The Whale? Yeah, she's on fire. She's the next big thing right now, dude. The Whale, Brendan Fraser. He's on I'm fire. In- I haven't seen it, but I want to. No, I haven't seen it either, but it's taking over the world, and he's going to win so many awards for him. Good for you, Brendan Fraser. Point being, Danny, we've all seen the menu. We, and we're, oh, my God, we're out of time. Shit. Wow, time flew by. Fuck. We, we didn't uh, even we get might, to the other we, email. No, we, yeah. we made it. We, uh, Pink, Pink usually uh, brings a ruckus, so... Uh, I am sorry to say to Pink that we may need to uh, address his comment on the next episode. I, okay. I do apologize. I, I think uh, it's, it's my fault. It's worthy. It's, no, it's 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 just worthy. I've just I read through it. Uh, it's worthy of a longer uh, of a longer response. I, and okay. hopefully, hopefully, when he hears this, he will uh, send in yet another one, and then we'll just we'll hit him up both times. And look at you. Look at this show organization yeah. from Luke Orbeck. Very impressive. Wow. Trying. Excellent. Trying a little better. Wore, uh, yeah, we'll see you, Mr. Pink, for our number 93 show. Who wore 93? Uh, Dwight Dude. Freeney. We'll, we'll, we'll join Dwight you for, Freeney? Our, that's a for solid the Dwight Freeney show. <laughs> Dwight Freeney. Um, oh, that's a killer. Uh, he also, yeah, I will say at the end of Mr. Pink's message, he mentions, uh, I haven't seen the menu either. So hopefully you skipped oh, cool. that part, right. or yeah, hopefully you, know you saw it by now. Also, bummer about Jeff perfect. Beck. Hey, real quick, Scott, Jeff Beck passed. Any commentary from Jeff Beck's uh, death? I know you don't care about celebrity deaths, but in no. life as a guitarist, were you a Jeff Beck? Uh, no, you know? I, no. Who cares? Just, uh, no, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't have an opinion. I, I just didn't get there. I, I don't know. I, I didn't know. get there on Jeff Beck, yeah. the John Scott story. That's perfect. Jeff Beck didn't have time, but rest, <laughs> in, rest in peace, mate. Hell yeah. All right. Well, you know, people die. I always give them tributes. So I got a song I could play, but uh, is there a David Crosby song mixed with any other group that you would play that you like at all, John Scott, whether it's Crosby, Sills, and Nash or Young or Mr. Crosby with Uh, Melissa Etheridge? Maybe they did a (laughs) weird, like, they created a child together through artificial insemination. Uh, By the way, his child died before him. Is that a shock? No, it is not. No, it's not a shot. Now I'll leave it to you. But okay. Pick one. Well, yeah. it's a safe pod at gmail.com. We wish Scott all the best on his house hunt. I hope it goes well. And uh, yeah, between the house and the baby, a lot going on here. Uh, I may or may not have just gotten married. So there's a lot going on on this show. There's a lot yeah. of everything. Yeah, we that happened too. We, we got to talk about that. At, definitely. We got to talk. Well, about it's that. not real though. Like, cause we're going to really get married. So we don't really talk about it, but we can talk about it. All right. It's, David it's Crosby's dead and you know, it sucks. Things happen. People die, but there's going to be life after death. Just remember that. Okay. So <laughs> i leave it to you all. And I say thank you to everybody as I vamp because this won't fucking come up right now. You fucking pieces of shit. God damn it. I'm just trying to do something in my life. Fuck. Okay, there we go. Take it easy, everybody. Must have a code that you can live by, and so become yourself. Because the past is just a goodbye. Teach your children well, their father's hell. Did slowly go by and feed them on your dreams. The one they fix, the one you know by. Don't you ever ask them why if they told you you would cry. So just look at them and